there's just certain innate qualities that you can't ever try to synthesize. Like when you see the light coming through like the canopy of a forest or something, that's something that for me, I can internalize and I can have kind of like a feeling of that, but it's not something that perhaps could be quantified or, or translated to, to something else. It's, it's kind of in and of itself, that's just, you know, the way it exists. So for music, I, I always just have, try to have something just in and of itself and not try to, uh, not try to take something that I like from something else and, and make it into music. Rather than like narrowing in on a niche and trying to carve out like a, a small microcosm that you can uh, claim, something that I try to do is is to have kind of like a, a path that is widening rather than narrowing. So I'm always interested in, in trying to work on techniques that somehow expand what the instrument is, is capable of doing. So for instance, um, playing double stops, which means playing two strings at the same time and being able to move in and out of those two sounds occurring simultaneously really fluidly. Um, so then there's um, a perceptual aspect to it that it's kind of just empowered by, by how the listener approaches the music and the closer you listen the the more you get out of it or the more that you learn or the more that it moves you So there's certain techniques that I think are able to have that effect where you have to really just like deeply listen in order to realize what's going on. So I practice a lot of bowing techniques and, and, and um, string crossings and ornamentations is like it's a huge thing that I'm interested in. So something that somehow adorns something else um, and so there's features of nesting or microcosms within macrocosms another thing that i that i try to work on a lot is intonation and tuning basically just 
just letting the physical properties of harmonic sound uh, become a dimension in and of itself. And that is also something that has a very acute and also a very intimate effect on the listener uh, because it is affecting the basic physiological faculty of, of hearing. Not to be dogmatic about it, but just to, you know, be really focused on how tone interacts with itself, um, with a room, with um, ambient space. Uh, it kind of just becomes more distilled and more moving. There was a period of time when I was taking photos of just light interacting with itself and with each other and using different pieces of paper, colored pieces of paper. And it's kind of coming from, you know, the work of Joseph Albers and his kind of experimental processes of learning about perception, which is like through through doing and through experience. So how light interacts with itself, for me it's it's like not that removed from how sound interacts. It's something that we are experiencing through our perceptual faculty and how it exists and its being in the world and in relation to us is determined by uh, time, it's determined by space, it's determined by relations to everything else and you know, whatever psychic state that you are in at the time. Playing solo acoustic violin, it's more of a like an energy landscape where transitions uh, occur and where like the, the technique becomes some other technique based on energy. And so that energy is like, you know, very much entwined with just what I'm doing with my body. There's something so basic um, and because of how basic it is uh, that somehow just makes it more more present.
because it's so minimal, it it has almost kind of this like heightened quality to it. When you see the silhouette of a tree branch through your window or something, and, and you can just kind of look at that for a long time. As it moves in the wind, you can kind of try to discern how these shapes are separated from each other, but you can also just get lost in how they're unified. <laughs> 